The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Stacking the Box. I am Matt Verderam alongside Josh Hill. We are recording on Tuesday afternoon from very, very cold Chicago. Frigid. There's a lot going on. Franchise tags are finally getting placed. As we're recording this, we're a few hours out from the deadline, uh, although it seems like most of the action is either already done with uh, or just kind of finishing up. So we'll talk a little bit about the franchise tags. We'll talk about Josh Rosen and that situation with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Um, but first, uh, I'm just going to address it right off the jump because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast and who certainly follow me on Twitter are Chiefs fans. Uh, I reported on Monday that the Chiefs are going to be releasing Justin Houston. Obviously, Houston, one of the best players really in franchise history in a, in a lot of ways, had 22 sacks back in 2014. But at 30 years old and making $21 million against the cap this year, the Chiefs just can't stomach that. They've been trying to move him. They were trying to move him throughout the week in Indianapolis. That's not only been reported by me, but it's been reported elsewhere at this juncture. Um, I have taken considerable heat because a lot of people read the report on Monday as they have released him. It's not what I reported, but they are releasing him. My, my understanding per a source is that they have not been able to trade him, that there, that there has been no market that has materialized. Um, and so they're just going to end up cutting bait. He's going to hit free agency, and he'll have you know, however many suitors he has. I would imagine a handful. He's still a talented player. Last year had nine sacks and then two more in the postseason. So I uh, just wanted to get that out there because I've had people ask me. I tried to clarify uh, the report simply because there was a little bit of confusion. There was one outlet who's very large who tweeted that I reported that he had been released. And so I just wanted to be on the record as no, uh, that's not the wording I used and wording in this business and especially with this kind of stuff it's extremely important um but that being said and i'll finish it up with this i 100 percent stand by my report it's not a rumor it's not a prediction it's a report uh and i am a hundred percent behind it that they are going to be releasing justin houston that there is no trade market for him so uh with that being said uh now we can move into really all of what's gone on here in the last couple of days, which does include the Chiefs, but also includes a litany of other teams. And really right off the jump, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is probably the biggest name and the Cowboys for the second year in a row place tag on him. Yeah. And that's absolutely not what he wanted. So I'm sure this is going to end well. I mean, they can still give him a long-term deal, which is what he wants, but this, I don't know. I don't know about the construction of the Cowboys team. Cause like, what are you going to do? Are you going to give Demarcus Lawrence a big contract? And then you've got to pay Zeke presumably you've got to pay Dak Amari Cooper you know and then you, by the time we get further into these contracts like let's say they give these guys big contracts Leighton Van Der Esch's contract rookie contract is going to run out if he continues on the track that he's on he's going to be a top linebacker in the league are you going to pay him are you going to get back into this situation you are with Lawrence where you're pissing off one of your best players because you're not going to pay him I mean this is all kind of a big commentary of how 
silly the, the idea of the franchise tag is as it currently is constructed. Like, I don't know why the NFLPA doesn't go to bat to really get rid of it or to drastically alter the way that it's structured. Because we see, we had the conversation, you know, a couple of years ago before Andrew Luck had his shoulder problems. Like, he's going to be tethered to Indianapolis because whether or not they actually put an offensive line in front of him, and thank God they actually have Frank Reich, they kind of righted that ship. But at the time, we were like, he is going to be tethered to this franchise. He cannot get away because they're just going to keep tagging him and tagging him and tagging him. And he's going to be stuck there through the prime years of his career. And that's true of other positions we're seeing with Demarcus Lawrence. He wants to get paid. He's going to get franchise tag. He's not going to sign the tender. But he wouldn't be the first player ever to get hurt and then lose money. Like Earl Thomas wasn't on the franchise tag. But he was in a situation where he's going to get traded to a better situation. He's got years left where he can play. And he breaks his leg. All of a sudden, curtains on that. So... I'm sympathetic towards Demarcus Lawrence on this one, and it just makes me wonder how the Cowboys are going to move forward when they have so many question marks. But that seems to be the Cowboys' mantra for the past couple of years. Well, I'll say this. My understanding is if they tagged Demarcus Lawrence, and this was going into this period, that it was not going to be received well. Uh, And that is certainly the case. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Look, Demarcus Lawrence has played through two back surgeries. He's been a very productive player for Dallas, two-time Pro Bowler. He's the best player on that defense. Mm -hmm. And anybody I talked to in the league the last month, two months, said, look, if he were to hit the market, which was not expected, but if he was, he would be the top free agent available. He'd be getting in excess of $20 million a year. And the Cowboys now have tagged him again. There is no chance, Mm-mm. Sands, a long-term deal, that he's showing up for OTAs. He's showing up for minicamp. He's not showing up for training camp. Like if, if they do not pay him by the July 15th deadline, this has all the potential of him sitting out well into the season. Because he's had back problems. Like he's not, he's not going to go out there and play 16 games for them. So there's, there's a lot of moving parts to this. But look, the Cowboys and, and Lawrence still want to get a deal done. They still want to negotiate one by that fi- July 15th deadline. But right now, yeah, there's a lot of question marks as to whether or not it's going to be able to happen. You mentioned in your right. Look, they've, they've got big contracts coming down the line. Dak Prescott's in his last year. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, they just traded a first-round pick for him. Something's got to give. They're going to have to pay him. Ezekiel Elliott, now they got a little bit more control with him, but again, you'd imagine they'd want to pay him. Now he's a running back. Maybe do you give him a second deal? I don't know, but Jerry Jones loves stars. Hard to see him walking away from Ezekiel Elliott. So the Cowboys have a lot of priorities, but if they don't pay Lawrence as though he's one of them, this is going to get a lot uglier before it gets better. And it also is something that if you're a Cowboys player, you're looking at this going, they're not going to pay this guy? Uh-uh. This guy's worked through two back surgeries – He's busted his ass. You're not going to pay Demarcus Lawrence? Like, if you're not going to pay me, or you're not going to pay me if you're not going to pay him, right? So I think there's, there's a lot to that. Um, by the way, and it won't be breaking news when you listen to this, but a little bit of breaking news. Uh, the Buccaneers, your Buccaneers, have signed oh, yeah. Donovan Smith. That's right, three-year deal. Three-year deal, $41 million, 27 guaranteed per uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter. So... Uh, that's one guy that we were kind of waiting to see if he'd get tagged. Well, the, the Buccaneers were able to avoid a tag, which is good because they need that money. They, have, they are kind of capped out right now. They could cut to Sean Jackson mm-hmm. to save some money. They could cut Charlton McCoy, although that's kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face there a little bit. But they could do that, save some money. Uh, but the Bucks get that done. But in any event, uh, on Lawrence, look, I, I just don't understand for the Cowboys – how do you not come to some kind of an agreement with the guy? I mean, what else do you need to see? But apparently they couldn't. Now they're going uh, down this road of all the way to July 15th. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's a great point. Like, if you're another Cowboys player, what are you like? What are you thinking? Like, this guy is one of the best defensive performers that you have. If you're Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch, yeah. If you're these guys who are here and you're like, you know, we want to buy into the Cowboy way when. We're not even 100% sure we're going to have the same head coach in a year or so. 
we don't know if we're going to have the same quarterback in here, so the same running back. Like, there's a very good possibility that the Cowboys could just cut bait on all three, Garrett, Dak, and Zeke, and just start over because Zeke was saw, or drafted with the Tony Romo championship window still being a thing. So I, don't, I just don't understand what the Cowboys are doing here. It's, it's, it's deeply confusing to me. But then again, when was the last time they've, they've made good decisions? When was the last time they've actually been a contender? They lucked into the Dak Prescott year a couple of years ago, and then we had to hear all about it this year when they went to L.A., and it was going to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to be great. It's going to be good. And then they got hosed by the, by the Rams. So, like, I'm, whatever. Demarcus Lawrence deserves to get paid. A lot of people will pay him. But, and it's an opposite situation because you got Jadavian Clowney gets tagged in Houston, you know, the same state down the road, and they want to give him a long-term deal. Like, they're tagging him for a reason. But yeah, well, we'll see. And with Clowney, Clowney's an interesting guy. Like, there's no shock that he was tagged. That was something that was expected all along. But, you know, you look at Clowney and you just wonder, like, he's never had a 10-sack season. Mm-mm. He's a great player against the run. He does a lot of really good things. But – if his agent comes calling and says, look, we want $20 million a year, does he get it? I don't know that he gets it. I think the Texans are going to play this thing out. I, I think the Texans believe that they're a competing team right now and that, look, we're going to keep as many of the best players as we can. Now, they have the money. They have a ton of cap space. So Houston could certainly sign him if they want to. They could pay anything they want. Um, my thought is that they'll wait on Clowney, they'll ride it out, and then next year if they have to, they could threaten to tag him again. But teams use the tag, in my opinion, a little bit too much as a crutch. Like, well, we'll just tag. Now, look, I get that. Now, there are some situations I understand why. I'll be honest. D Ford, I get it. D Ford has been in the league five years. He's basically had one real good year. Mm-hmm. I get Kansas City saying, look, we are just not comfortable signing you to a six-year contract. Like, I, I, I totally understand why the Chiefs would feel that way. Now, of course, rumor has it, and you know, this is true, the Chiefs are looking to trade D. Ford. Mm-hmm. So the Chiefs are really looking to pick up extra draft picks, clear all this cap space off the books between he and Justin Houston, and then go fix that defense. Um, whether or not that's a good move or not, it's arguable. There's certainly pros and cons to both sides. But, but the point being, some of these teams, I feel like they won't even negotiate with a guy, and they'll slap the tag on him. So you find it, we're done. Yep. And if I'm a player, look, yeah, there's the allure of getting a really nice fat payday up front, but what if you blow your knee out? Yeah. Then, you know, instead of having $100 million on a contract, you have 15, and okay, look, you still should be set for life, but not anywhere near what you could have been. So I think, look, the franchise tag is, is a very useful tool, and I think it's a good tool for a team to have in the back pocket. But teams will just willy-nilly throw it around at guys. Yep. And, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, look, Clowney, one of them. And Clowney's a damn good player. He would have had a market. I'll be, I'll be very curious to see how that develops over the next handful of months, how they treat him. Yeah, the franchise – I mean, NFL franchises will nickel and dime players as much as possible. Like, let's, that's, we've seen that time and time again. And I agree with you. The franchise tag is a useful tool, but it's being abused, and it's not being used right. And, again, the NFLPA needs to go to the mat, and they need to fix this. Like – on the one hand, you've got Demarcus Lawrence, who wants to get paid, deserves to get paid, should get paid, and won't because the Cowboys are using the franchise tag against him. Clowney's situation is a little bit more of middle of the road. But then you have the other side of it, which is why the, which highlights kind of how much of a joke this franchise tag is. When Robbie Gould gets the franchise tag. Yeah. I mean, most of these teams are using it on their kickers. Scott Skowski always gets the franchise tag. Like, these things just – that, to me – Highlights that it's not a it's a structure that could re that could use some fixing, and again, I'm not in the NFLPA. I'm not an NFL player. Got no skin in the game, other than I just want to see these guys get paid what they are because we're getting in the situation where everybody's taking the side of these billionaire owners who can't spare a couple of dimes to pay Demarcus Lawrence what he's worth. You're using the franchise tag, this loophole to get around it. It is what it is. But. Well, as the NFLPA, I'd be fighting against having the tag, yeah. period, when the negotiations come around two years. But that's neither here nor there. Look, other guys have obviously been tagged. We talked about Lawrence. We talked about Clowney. Uh, D. Ford, again, he's the one guy who is tagged but mm-hmm. may not be with his team because the Chiefs are trying to trade him. And by the way, just, to, just for an aside here, I've had a million people ask me, whether it be a text or a tweet or a DM or whatever, what do you think they should get for him? What do you think they should get back? Look, this is just my opinion. This isn't any kind of an inside deal. This is just my thought on it. I think you're probably looking at, depending on where a team's picking, late first, 
to decent second round pick. I, I think, and I think it's, I think it's fair. Like I, I don't, and I could also see it being something where maybe if a team is picking toward the middle of the end of the round, they don't give up a first. Maybe they can give up like a second and a fourth or something. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, and make up the value that way. Um, look, teams are not in the. Teams are not in in the business of giving up first round picks unless it's a quarterback, or it's an. You could say, well, Mari Cooper. All right. Well, when they did that, when the Cowboys did that, everybody destroyed them yeah. over it. Right. Khalil like, Mack is a first round pick. franchise altering yes. player. Yes. Uh, and he's you know if Aaron Donald was on the market, yep. somebody like that. D Ford is not those guys. Like for an example, if Kansas City put Chris Jones on the market, he would be a first round pick. He is he is an interior lineman who has 15 and a half sacks. Like Chris Jones would get would get a first round pick. Jared Allen was a first round pick, was he not? Yeah, first yeah. and third. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Chiefs used that pick to draft Jamal Charles in the third round. Hmm. Um, but in any event, yes, you're, you're right. Like, and Allen was a premier player. Now look, Ford is good. Ford had an excellent year. The problem with Ford is he's done it once, and whatever team trades for him is also going to give him a gigantic contract. So you know, that's there's there's just a lot of moving parts here. I've had so many questions too with you know with Houston when I reported on Monday that he's going to be released. Well, why wouldn't they trade him? Why can't they trade him? Well, he's thirty, and he's a, he's still a good player, but he's not who he once was. He would tell you that. He's had a lot of injury issues over the last couple of years. But the reality of it is just very plain and simple. Most teams are not going to give up $15 million against their cap. I think I said 18 earlier, by the way. $15 million against cap he's traded to acquire a guy who, in essence... How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. This is basically on a one-year deal. Okay, so any pick you give up, you're getting for. Well, you're not going to do that trade if you're not a contender. Mm-mm. And if you're a contender in the AFC, the Chiefs aren't going to trade them to you. So that that limits you to how many teams in the NFC? A handful, and some of those teams are capped out. Some of those teams don't need him. So it's just it's hard. Most teams would just say, "Look, let's just wait till he hits the market." It also doesn't help that there's about 12 pass rushers in the draft that are like first-round talents. Mm-hmm. And teams are going, well, I can just pay that guy $3 million over four years. So there's just a lot of moving parts. It's not easy to make a trade. But one guy, and I'll let you lead off here, one guy who is hitting the market in a fairly stunning fashion is Landon Collins. Yeah, The Giants are not going to tag him. Uh, your, your thoughts on the Giants letting uh, Landon out the door? Um, safeties are incredibly hard to find in the NFL. Like, this is not a new thing. I'm a Bucks fan. I've had to watch Chris Conti try and play football for the last couple of years. Keith Tandy, all of these guys. The safety position is a premium, and it's not one that we talk about often because it's not the sexiest position. But, like, look, Harrison Smith, if he were to hit the market, he'd be a guy who would go out there. You know, Tyron Matthew hit the, hit the market was out there way too long and finally went to Houston, which is why it was such a surprise Kenny Vaccaro was out there as long as he was. Eric Reed was out there as long as he was. I mean, there's other things that were playing into that with the whole the protesting, the kneeling for the anthem thing. But safeties are a premium. And Landon Collins is a top-tier safety in football. And if you're a defense like the Chiefs, like the Bucks, like so many others out there that need a hole to fill in center field, you're going to look at this guy. You know, you've been talking about this for a while, but the Chiefs, they hire a new defensive coordinator. He's got ties with Landon Collins. Yeah. That makes sense. If I'm a team like that, if I'm the Chiefs, if I'm a team that's really close to getting to the Super Bowl, where my window is now, I'm not waiting. I'm going out and getting this guy. Yeah. Landon Collins is going to be one of the top free agents that we should be talking about. He's a safety, so we're not going to talk about him as much as we're going to talk about some of these other guys. But to me, he is a top three free agent on the market that's a guy who you you sign him you're instantly three four five points better than you were before yeah well, he's a, he's a hell of a player 25 years old he's a three-time pro bowler he's a one-time first team all pro he was a defensive player of the year candidate a couple of years ago under Spagnolo, who now is the chief dc as you mentioned look i yeah the chiefs are going to be interested in him I, I could tell you that no doubt about it now there's going to be a lot of teams interested in him so whether or not yeah. the chiefs are the ones that end up winning that sweepstakes is a whole nother conversation but He's going to get paid. It's a great year to need a safety because you've got Landon Collins available, mm-hmm. Honey Badger's available, yep. Earl Thomas is available, Trey Boston is available. 
Uh, and I feel like I'm even forgetting one or two guys. There are a lot. of Eric Weddle might be. He's currently under contract. The Ravens might release him. He's still a very good player. Um, by the way, uh, as we're doing this, uh, Collins just tweeted out a message. I want to thank the Giants organization for believing in me and allowing me to have four great years in New York. I can't express how great it was to play with my teammates and in one of the greatest years in the world. I'll forever cherish my time in the blue and white and the relationships I've built in the building and in the community. Now on to the next chapter. So that is all she wrote for Landon Collins in a Giants uniform. Uh, it, look, I'm, I got to admit, I'm surprised. Now, I'm not from the standpoint that in Indianapolis this was talked about consistently that they were going to let him go, but I'm just shocked that the Giants are letting this guy walk out the door. Have you seen the Giants? Did, like, who the hell's replacing Landon Collins? And they've got all this money tied up in Eli. Look, mm-hmm. and this is, look, this is really where I want to go with this. At what point, if you're the Giants, are you just cutting the cord here? How long are you going to go down this road with Eli Manning? You're paying him a boatload of money. He's terrible. And, you know, Dave Gettleman in Indianapolis, when we had our chance to speak with him during the, the media the summit, for back, lack of a better term, he, he said, look, we're going to kind of copy what some other teams have done, which is get a young quarterback, groom him under the veteran quarterback. Okay, but you're terrible. Like, it's not – most times when teams do that, it's because they're a good team and they're trying to have a smoother transition. When the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers and still had Brett Favre there, the Packers were really good. Mm-hmm. The Packers were going to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. When the Chiefs did it with Alex Smith, the Chiefs were winning division titles. The Giants are going 5-11 and 11 next year. What are you – you're not gaining anything by doing this. It's dumb. And to have all this money tied up in Manning when they could have had Collins there, who could be a part of your future for five, six years to come, makes no sense to me. They're also trying to trade Olivier Vernon, which whatever, fine. He hasn't performed it to his contract. But whose fault is that? The Giants made a ridiculous gamble on him at the time. Now, look, Vernon can play. I understand, though. I get that with the Giants. But, man, they lose Olivier Vernon. They, they're losing Landon Collins. Uh Okay. Who's coming in to replace those guys? It's certainly nobody who's already on the roster. The Giants, who were a, a great franchise for years, really, to me, seem like they're rudderless. This is, it's not surprising to me. I mean, it is surprising to me that Landon Collins is hitting the market, but it's not surprising from the standpoint of the Giants have not been making good decisions these last couple of years, and this is what happens when you make a couple of bad moves. You, 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 you miss the mark on a couple of decisions. And it, all of a sudden, you're backpedaling, and you're in the situation that the Giants are in. Pe- taking Saquon Barkley instead of drafting Sam Darnold. That's going to be something. I mean, we kind of talked about it at the time. We weren't the only people talking about it, but that's like your tailor-made 30 for 30. Like, the Giants pass on Sam Darnold. Even if he's not going to be the best quarterback from that draft, he's going to be the future. But you take Saquon Barkley, a guy who in five years, maybe two or three years, you're going to be looking at, oh, we got we to gotta cut bait. We got to trade him. Got to be a cap cap. We can't afford him. We're rebuilding. And this is the same thing. They go out and they get Janoris Jenkins in free agency a couple of years ago. They back up the Brinks truck for Vernon. And it just never pans out. Like it's all of these half measured moves that there's no vision for. It's all falls back on, well, we still have Eli, which is to your point, we still have Eli. It's all going to work itself out. We're going to fire Ben McAdoo. We're going to do all this stuff, but it's fine. We still have Eli. It's all going to work out. Okay? Eli, I mean, we're having this debate time and time again. Is he even a Hall of Fame quarterback? Like, he's won two Super Bowls, yeah. But is he better than Phillip Rivers? Is he better than Ben Roethlisberger? Is he better than these other quarterbacks of his generation? I mean, you're talking about is he better than Joe Flacco? Like, yeah. But that's kind of where you're at when, you're having, when you get down the list to finding somebody that's kind of exactly where he's at. So this idea that, oh, it's going to be fine because you have Eli, that is a bad decision. And that mushrooms into passing on Donald to take Barkley, spending free agent money in spots that you don't want to. Maybe we're going to be looking back at the Odell Beckham extension and being like, well, this was a bad decision. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. I just, I'm really perplexed by the Giants. And that division's getting better. Eagles are good. Cowboys, I know we just talked about them, but they have talent. If the Redskins trade for Josh Rosen or something like that, you never know what they're going to be like. So the Giants are in a really bad spot. But that's what happens when you make bad decisions. The, the Giants stink. And they stink because, as you mentioned, they made a litany of bad decisions. Look, 
I'll just say it. You you're talking about well, is Eli a Hall of Famer? First of all, in my opinion, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. But forget that for who cares? He's not now. <laughs> he's not playing like one now. You right. know what I mean? Like who cares? The Giants hold on to this guy like he, like he's the Pope. Like, he stinks. He's stunk for three or four years now. He's awful. He's a bottom third quarterback in the NFL. If they cut him tomorrow, he would have about two or three teams trying to use him as a bridge. He'd be, he'd be looking at Miami. He'd be looking at Washington. He stinks. He's not any good. He hasn't been good for years. So this whole idea that, like, well, they can't cut him. He's Eli. Who cares? It's not, we're not talking about Tom Brady. On the, like, it doesn't matter. He's, he's irrelevant. He's, he's a complete waste of time as a starting quarterback in 2019. Look, if Alex Smith was healthy, and he's not, but if he was, Eli Manning would far and away be the worst quarterback in that division. Yep. So in a contest, you could be the biggest giant homer in the world, and you, you, you wouldn't be able to make any kind of an argument against that. And if you look at the rest of the NFC, is he better than anybody in the NFC South? No, probably not. Is he better than anybody in the NFC North? I mean, you could argue me, Trubisky. I'd probably take Trubisky at I'd this point Trubisky. in his career. I don't think it's arguable. You look at the NFC West. I mean, I guess if, unless you really just think Garoppolo or, or Rosen would be total. But I would take any starting quarterback in the NFC right now over Eli Manning. Any of them. If you said to me you've got to play one of these guys for the whole 2019 season, I would literally Eli Manning would be, if Alex Smith was healthy, mm-hmm. 16th on the list. Now, because the Redskins might be trotting out one of us, I would take him 15th. <laughs> But for now, yeah, and by the way, do you see the Redskins? And I know this is total BS, but they said that they're cool if Colt McCoy is their starting quarterback next yeah. year. At what yeah. point do you just contract the organization? You should never be cool with that. Even Colt McCoy. Like, really? Say, Colt McCoy <laughs> called them after that and was like, oh, I don't think so, man. Yeah. I, I think I'm good sitting on the bench with a clipboard. Um, but there is just there is no excuse at this juncture, if you were the Giants, so you could make an argument they have the wor- if Foles goes to Jacksonville. You could make an argument that probably outside of Miami, if they cut Tannehill, maybe Denver, that they have the worst quarterback situation in football. Yeah. Because at least these other teams like the Bills, the Ravens, different young guys. I mean, that, whether or not they pan out, who knows. But they have hope there. The Giants right now, quarterback-wise, I mean, you look at what are the other bad situations in the NFL. Like the Dolphins have nobody. Dolphins. The Broncos are trotting out Flacco, who's basically Eli Manning. You don't know what's going on with Mariota in Tennessee. Yeah, he's terrible. Okay, so I'm sure all the But Titan- he at least has youth on his side. Every Titans fan listening to this, by the way, is like, <laughs> that son of a... Let's comment <laughs> on him. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, I'd rather have Mariota than Manning right yeah. now. Like, at least there's... And look, he's mobile. He can do some stuff. I would take Mariota. I'd have okay? Lamar Jackson over Eli Manning, and I know a lot of people dog on him. I'd at least... But- I mean, yeah, he's younger. I don't even want to see what he can do. And I'm not a big Lamar guy. I don't think he can throw the ball, but I would still try... With him, at least you have some offense you can build around him. What what offense you're building around Eli Manning? We'll start looking at backup quarterbacks too. Like I take Tyrod Taylor over Eli Manning at this point. So would I. Like so would I. When you start getting into backup quarterbacks, like wow. Like I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm, t- I'm taking Josh McCown. Yep. It's just like you could argue McCown. You could. I definitely take Fitzpatrick over him. Uh, I mean, you go down the list, man. What about yeah. Chad Henney in, in Kansas City? Nah, I take Eli. Eli, but like. What about like Nick Mullen or C.J. Beathard? Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I get, like the point is, like, it's an argument. We're in backup quarterback. Guess who's comparing. not getting paid $19 million next year? <laughs> All those guys, except for Eli Manning. Okay? Like, they're holding that organization hostage because, well, Eli won two Super Bowls back. Who cares? And, you know, I will forever believe if his name was Eli Smith, they would have cut him three years ago. But it's mm. Manning. It's just prestige. He blows at this point in his career. He does. He does. Like, there's, it's not, I'm not bagging on the guy. He's had a good career. But it's over. It's just done. It's like, I remember, not, we were way younger, but mm-hmm. when Cal Ripken at the end of his career, oh, yeah. and he had been this all-time, now he was a better baseball player than he was a football player, but the point remains, he was a great player. And then... He just kept hanging on, and I believe the last year or two he hit like 230, and he just couldn't move in the field. And the Orioles were like, no, nah, I'm going to have Cal Ripken. Like, no, you, you're terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just time. It's over. Move on. It's done. But unfortunately, sometimes you get stuck in a situation where teams don't want to move on because he's a legend on the team, and 
you end up with letting Landon Collins walk and trading Olivier Vernon or yeah. releasing him. And you got Odell Beckham, who basically wants to throw himself out of a window because he gets no targets that he can catch mm-hmm. more than eight yards down the field. And you're, you're paying Odell Beckham $100 million to run up and down the field to win sprints during the game. Because if anything's more than 10 yards down the field, Eli's not hitting him with it. It's insane. It's insane. And for everybody who gets on Odell Beckham's case, and I am at times one of them for the way he is on and off field. Look, if I was Odell Beckham, I too would be out of my mind. I'd want out. You're, you're a big-time all-pro-level player. You're trying to make your own legacy, and you've got a quarterback who, who can't throw the ball more than 30 feet? It's killing you. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll wrap it up on this one, or this topic on this one, because you talk about Eli Manning. He's a legacy player. And go back to 1990, because that's when Parcells left, okay? The Gi- How many legacy players outside of Michael Strahan have the Giants had since 1990, since Parcells left, where you can really go back? It's kind of like a Knicks situation, where it's like you go back 25 years plus, you're like, who's the guy? Manning is like the guy. He is. The Cal Ripken comparison was really accurate because it's like he is the Cal Ripken, at least in legacy terms. Strahan was that guy, but there's like two guys since 1990. Yeah. Like that's also factors into this. That's why the, the Ravens stayed tethered to Joe Flacco for so long. Not necessarily because he's a legacy player, but they were paying that tax bill from winning the Super Bowl when he was Super Bowl MVP. They had to pay him. They couldn't get out of that contract. You know, that was the bill that they ended up paying for it. So, yeah, because I can't think of it. I mean, you're, you're more of the football guru than me, but like, it's Strahan, it's Manning. God knows it's not Tiki Barber, Ike Hilliard. Like, we're, they're guys. We're just talking just legends with the Giants? Since 1990. Who's a legacy player for the Giants since 1990? Strahan. That's that would it? be... I mean, Manning from the standpoint that he had some great moments in the playoffs and they won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But he's not, like... You don't look at him and go, man, he, you know, like, like the Niners look at Joe Montana or the, the Cowboys no. look at Stallback or Aikman. Like... Eli Manning was a part of those teams. and Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Look, I'm not taking away from the man. In the playoffs in those years, he was terrific. You know who else was terrific in the playoffs one year? Joe Flacco. Okay? (laughs) And you don't see the Ravens building a statue outside M&T Bank. Like, it's just, it's insane. Mm -hmm. It is insane. I mean, you don't, you know, when the when the time comes to move on to some of these guys, you just have to do it. And I understand maybe even going a year too far because look, you want to give the guy a chance to kind of redeem himself. We're like four years into this, just cut him. My God, just get rid of him. It's unbelievable. You don't see Jacksonville like you know Bortles got us an AFC title game two years ago. He's got to hold the fort here, boys. And well, they did extend him, but they're, they're yeah, cutting. Yeah, him and then now a year later, later, we're like, forget Done. it. Okay, <laughs> forget it. Now I'm not saying Bortles and Manning are the same. I'm just making a point of in the NFL, if you're paying for a guy based off of what he did two, three, four, five, eight, eight years ago in this case, what are you paying for? It's crazy. I just look, I will never understand this. I just will not. And Dave Gettleman, who I think is a smart guy, he's also a stubborn guy, and he's digging his heels in on this because mm-hmm. everybody's saying, Dave, you have to cut him. I'm not going to cut him. I'm not going to. Dave, you have to extend Landon Collins. You have to at least tag him. Not going to do it. There was talk in Indianapolis. They literally did not have one conversation about a long-term deal with Landon Collins. Not one. Didn't even like find out what it would cost. That's just negligence. What are you doing? I'll never understand teams that do this. The Giants are in no way, shape, or form better by not tagging Landon Collins. Hell, tag him and trade him. Do what the Chiefs yeah. are doing. Defo- like, do anything. You're getting nothing. Like, like, what if the Giants can go up to the podium tonight and go, hey, listen, lost our best defensive player. We've got a guy who's basically getting an ARP card tomorrow at quarterback. Okay. But hey, listen, we're getting that third round comp pick. For Collins, feeling good, feeling real good. What are you doing? It's just, it's so mind-numbingly dumb. And quite honestly, one other one we haven't even touched on and get to quickly here, 
It's not quite as controversial, but the Ravens don't tag C.J. Mosley. Ooh, yeah. What, are we, like, what is going on? They have no money at all invested offensively in that team. The team is a train wreck offensively. Who is, you got Lamar Jackson, and I'm sorry, who else offensively? Because right now, looking at the depth chart, it's Gus Edwards at running back, and Willie Sneed is your top receiver. Gus the bus. Feeling good about that? Feeling good about what you guys did over there in Baltimore? Like, they, they should have more money than God to spend right now. And apparently, C.J. Mosley is just not worth the franchise tag. At least that's reports right now that he's not expected to get the tag. I just I don't understand this stuff. I get he's an inside linebacker, but the, damn, the guy is a damn good football player. Like, you're going to let him walk out the door so you can keep Edel, Eric Weddle on the team? Like, Eric Weddle's a good player. Eric Weddle's also in his mid-30s. C.J. Mosley's like, what, 26? It's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's this idea that teams, we're ready to win now. We have to get what we're going to get, and you know, we're just going to stay old. It's, it's, it, it's stupid. Another stupid thing. You were at the Combine. This was a rumor that shot way up. I mean, it was kind of bubbling below the surface, but I guess it kind of caught some traction in Indianapolis that the Arizona Cardinals want to use their number one pick on Kyler Murray, your favorite AA player that's never going to actually play for the A's. Um, first of all, this is deeply stupid because the Arizona Cardinals spent the top 10 draft pick on Josh Rosen last year, less than a year ago. We were less than 365 days removed from the Cardinals spending a top 10 overall pick on a quarterback a year later they're going to take another quarterback or at least if you're going to believe the rumor mill that's what they're going to do which means that josh rosen is all of a sudden trade bait so i have a list of teams we don't we have to preface this by saying this is absolutely insane that the cardinals would actually do this this has to be smoke and mirrors they're probably going to end up trading the number one overall pick trade down or they're going to take someone like a nick bosa first overall but there are some teams out there that if josh rosen becomes available they're going to be interested. And it ranges from obvious picks like the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Redskins, to less obvious options that could still be fits that I want to pick your brain on, Vertoram. Like maybe the Saints want to make a trade and they find this is how they find their uh, Drew Brees, the successor to Drew Brees. Maybe the Vikings want to make this trade. They see that division, they want there's a lot of money invested in the quarterback, but you know. If the Vikings make that trade. The world's going to explode. I'm rooting for the chaos. The Buccaneers maybe want to make that trade. We don't know. They're not necessarily committed to Jameis Winston, although Bruce Arian seems pretty dug in and wanting to figure this out for a year. And the 2020 quarterback class isn't terrible. So if the Winston thing doesn't work out, Arians has to pick a guy in 2020. But the Cardinals, Arians' connection is there. He knows the front office. Maybe they'll be able to do something. The Steelers, maybe the Steelers. Because you get to a point where you've got two different divisions of this absurdity that Josh Rosen could be available. Outside of the idea that the Cardinals spent the top 10 pick on him and might get, what, a third rounder back for him? Like, you want to talk about people losing their jobs for bad decision making. That is, like, right at the top of the list. But the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Redskins seem like the most obvious options for Josh Rosen to get traded to. Uh, Redskins, uh, the Chargers in there. Yeah. What do you see? Because we're assuming, well, let, let's live in this world of absurdity where Josh Rosen is actually available and the Cardinals are going to trade a top 10 pick a year after taking him. Where do you see Josh Rosen being a good fit? First of all, it's Carl Zeus. Everybody should be fired. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody. And I don't want to hear, I've already had people say to me, well, you know, maybe they just like Murray more than Rosen. You just traded up and took a quarterback at 10th overall. You saddled him with a coach you fired after one year who was a defensive coordinator. Coach. You fired two of them. Yeah. You fired two offensive coordinators, okay? Now you brought in a coach who, nothing against Cliff Kingsbury, had a losing record at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. The man <laughs> couldn't win playoff, or couldn't win college games in the Big, in the 12, Big 12 with <laughs> Mahomes. And you're like, oh, this will work out just fine. This is great. He has no experience at all at any, any coaching level in the NFL. Couldn't win with the MVP of the league. The, MVP, the 23-year-old MVP in the NFL. But that's neither here nor there, okay? So... Question is, where do I think he'd fit? I think you hit a lot of them on the head. Like, I, to me, number one's got to be the Redskins. Obviously, the Redskins have a quarterback disaster on their hands. They're paying a mint for Alex Smith, but he's hurt. He may never play again. That doesn't matter to the cap. He's still on the cap. So, you're Washington. This is a dream come true for you. This is the way you draft a quarterback, in essence. Okay, and I think it's the right move. If, if he's available, the Redskins should be banging down their door. Do oh, whatever yeah. it takes to get him. Beyond them, I agree with you on the Dolphins. I'll give you one. I don't think they would do it, but I think they should. Cincinnati. 
Ooh, that's good. Cincinnati should do this. And you're not going anywhere with Dalton, man. Like you're, he's in his 30s at this point. You've never won a playoff game with him. And I'm not saying he's the only reason for that. Andy Dalton is a decent NFL quarterback. You know, you're not going to win. You're not going to win big with Andy Dalton. And you've got a quarterback coach and a young one in Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. Give him a shot. Bring him in. Try it. Do something. It's better than just over and over and over banging your head into a wall. I think Miami's interesting because they're going to cut Tannehill. Yep. And if you move on from Tannehill, you know, you got to go somewhere. With this quarterback situation. Now, excuse me. Now, maybe maybe you say, hey, we'll wait it out a year. We'll tank. We get Tua and Justin Herbert if you like them better. Fine. But tanking's a dangerous game. What if Tua gets hurt? Yeah. What if Justin Herbert stinks in senior year? What about that? What if neither of them are good in the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what about – like there? Fans always get into this whole idea of like, well, we'll just – you know, like, like the kid out of uh, – Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mother. He's the number one overall pick two years from now. Yeah, you know who also got talked about like that all the time? Josh Rosen. Yep. Josh Rosen was the number one recruit coming out of high school. And everybody, when he went to UCLA, he's a prodigy. He's this, he's that. Yeah, well, now the Cardinals, who stink, are trying to trade him. Mm-hmm. So they can take a quarterback who's 5'10". And who almost went and played baseball. Okay, And, and, <laughs> and still for, might. I was going to say, and still very well could. Right. So I just don't understand. Like, but if, if you looked at it, and I think logically you'd say the Redskins, the Dolphins, I think the Bengals should be involved, but they're the Bengals. So I'm not saying I think they will be. I think they should be. The Broncos, like, <laughs> they should be, but I don't think they will be because they're perpetually trying to win yesterday. And I think they're going to look at this and go, we're good. Got Joe. And we got Joe for a couple of years if we want him. And we're going to just keep moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. I think Elway is extremely gun-shy about taking somebody who doesn't have a proven track record right now. Mm-hmm. After all that happened with Osweiler. Yep. And then, yeah, to a lesser degree, Simeon, but then Lynch especially. Oof. I think Elway is going, I will just ride this train with Joe Flacco because I know what I'm getting. Very mediocre quarterback play mm-hmm. and a yards per attempt of about two. And I'm good with it. Because at least I know he's not packing the lunch. It's true. And but I, also, that bar is very low. That that bar is lower <laughs> than the floor. Yeah. Okay? That That is an extremely low bar. It's funny how the NFL works. When Paxton Lynch was available in the draft, I remember vividly. I was working on Arrowhead Addict at the time. For us, our Chiefs website, a fan side. And Chief fans were beside themselves. They, they got to go up and get Paxton Lynch. They got to get Paxton Lynch. He's falling down the board, and everybody's thinking in Kansas, oh, yeah, they're going to get Paxton Lynch. And of all the teams, Denver, John Elway, who's killed Kansas City for 20-some-odd years, jumps up and gets him. Dallas is furious because they wanted him. Kansas City reportedly ended up wanting him. John Dorsey liked him. Dallas ends up settling for Dak Prescott. Chiefs wait a year, get Patrick Mahomes. Settle for Patrick Mahomes. Who's the first... Guy that Mahomes faces in his career, packs the lunch. Week 17, that's week he's. It's just, the point of all that, that little anecdote is, in the NFL sometimes, what you think is just great master plan is not always. And the Cardinals are showing that in a big way. But in this case, they are just almost beating themselves up. I don't understand this. I don't get it. And if Steve Kime frades this kid right off the bat, to me it says two things. Kingsbury's running the show. Mm-hmm. And Kime should just be fired or he should quit. Yep. I don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah, this says a lot less about the Cardinals than it, to me than it does about Josh Rosen. That's a conversation a lot no of question. people are having. They're like, oh, see, look, Josh Rosen isn't any good, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, Josh Rosen could be really great. Like, there wasn't anything. I still go back to when he, he was, for his first appearance against the Bears week two or three, I think it was, and he threw a pick on the second-to-last drive of the game, and he walked off the field and he shrugged it off. Rookies don't shrug off interceptions. And he shrugged it off with such charisma and such swagger. He was like, eh, it happens. That's a quarterback. That's a guy who's going to adjust. That is a guy you want leading your team. Or at least that is somebody who appears to have the tools to mold himself into somebody that could lead your franchise. And the Cardinals are trading that guy for a content machine. 
I think the Ringer wrote about this a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago about how Kyler Murray is to the NFL what every single NBA player is to the NBA, where they're just a content machine. It is a viral thing waiting to happen. People want to know. People want to talk about them. And that's what you're trading for. You're trading for a rock star who may not know how to play any instruments. Like, we don't know how Kyler Murray is going to be in the NFL. And a dream scenario for me, because I love chaos, is the Cardinals trade Josh Rosen to a team that we haven't actually mentioned, which a sin of omission for me, and we just talked about them. The Giants, perhaps. Because, quick aside Could there. Be. Could you imagine how much better the Giants look if in a year they end up with both Saquon Barkley and Josh Rosen, two top ten picks from the 2018 draft? Looking pretty good. But the, let's say the Cardinals trade him, and then they draft Kyler Murray, and then Billy Bean swings in, and he's like, guess what? We got baseball to amend some rules. Here's a spot on the 40-man roster. You're going to be on the opening day roster. We want you starting an outfield. Here's a bunch of money. And he's like, all right, it's been fun, Arizona, but I'm out. And then the Cardinals have no quarterback. That is the scenario I want because it is so deeply stupid that they are trying to trade Josh Rosen that I just can't understand why anybody would want this to work for them. That would be the greatest 30 for 30 of all time. <laughs> um They'd have to move back to St. Louis. God. Yeah, who I'm sure just can't wait to take them back. Um, I'll leave it at this, the Cardinals thing. Um, my dream, just from a you know, writer, reporter scenario, I want to see him go to the Steelers because I just want to see Roethlisberger in camp just seething every time. I see Tom give him like five first-team reps every week. <laughs> just Roethlisberger just throwing him under a bus. Roethlisberger would have like a private investigator following Rosen around. It would be amazing. Rosen's uh, the type of guy that would be able to, A, take it, and B, probably stir the pot. Oh, Rosen wouldn't care. Oh, would make be it even better. The team would start rallying their support behind Rosen because they all hate Roethlisberger. At this point. Antonio Brown wants to come back and play for him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll only catch passes thrown by Rosen. It would be unbelievable. be unbelievable. Um... Uh, Antonio Brown, we can't even get that. I, no. I, I, my brain is next capacity. week. Well, next week, I mean, next week we'll be closer to the March seventeenth deadline. So he's either going to get traded between now and then, or something's going to. Well, happen. Or the Steelers have to pick up two and a half extra million, and you know, but it, we don't. We don't have. We've enough. had reports like from real high end people, like an Adam Schefter, who have been like, "Look, it's, it's the Titans, the Redskins, the Raiders," and you've got Rapport coming out with, it, "It's the Raiders, it's the Broncos," and I forget who the third team was. People just immediately shooting down Denver as well. It's just it's chaos. This whole thing is you know, look, this is the worst time of year, and it's the best time of year to be in this business because you hear so many things, you're told so many things, and you you try to parse through what's real, what's not real. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. It's just, it's, it's insanity. Um, you know, and I look at guys like Schefter, and I don't envy them, because... He could have 95 takes this offseason, or not, not takes, but reports. And he could be right on 93 of them, and all people are going to do is scream at him about the other two. Oh, what about this? Oh, fake news. You know, the age of Trump and all that crap. Um, and it's like, like, for me, look, I am a, a, a small fish in a gigantic pond all stuff. And I guess I'll close it out. I started. I was like, look, Justin Houston's going to get released. You, you know, the, the Chiefs are releasing him. And again, I, I firmly stand behind it. But this is life. Like, there's, what if it, they're halfway through the paperwork and some team at the 11th hour just goes, and eh, we'll give you a seventh round or what the hell, we'll change our minds. I'll have 2,000 people screaming at me for a week. <laughs> what an idiot, you don't even know what you're talking. And now, like, look, my reporting was fine. I 100% trust the source I got it from. That source would know. I'm not, this wasn't like, I, I'll never give up a source, but I'll tell you this. It wasn't the water boy. Okay, like it was somebody who knows what's going on. And I, again, I, I firmly believe in my report and what will happen, but I'm just, the, the point I'm making is this is the time of year where things change quickly, things are dynamic. You know, I, I, you just don't look, look, two weeks ago, everybody thought Landon Collins was getting tagged. Everybody. You couldn't find anybody who would have reported otherwise. Now all of a sudden, my God, everybody and their mother 
is talking about how shocked they are. It was four or five days ago, and I genuinely don't remember who the reporter was who said this, and I'm sure they had good information. C.J. Mosley's very likely to be tagged. Well, now C.J. Mosley's about to the market, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it's, well, it's crazy. the uh, Landon Collins thing, too, because, like, Jacina Anderson reported that he's cleaning out his locker, yep. and then all the beat writers were like, no, nope, fake news, not happening. And not only was she proven right that day, but here yeah. we are. Landon Collins not getting the tag. It's just it's a crazy time of year. It really is. And I've been told things that I haven't reported because I just like, I have no ability to, to prove it with a second source or something like that, mm-hmm. or it just sounds odd. Um, you know, there, there have been teams that have, I've heard that are linked to Le'Veon Bell that I just say, like, there's no way that team's linked to Le'Veon Bell. Like, I'm not, you know, and you have to realize sometimes, too, like when you're, when you're trying to be used to carry some water, and hopefully, you know, I or other reports figure that out. But, man, it is, it is just crazy the amount of stuff that goes on, the espionage, the back talk, the double talk. It, it's fascinating, but it's also really exhausting. And I'm sure if you're a fan, you're sitting there going, what's happening? What's happening with my team? Who's signing? What I, it's just, it is a crazy, crazy time of year. It is. It's only getting crazier. With that said, listen, we want to thank our uh, sponsors at Fanatics, as we always do every week. They're great partners. Uh, check them out at fanside.fanatics.com. They will outfit you with everything you could imagine, head to toe, all kinds of gear, memorabilia, you name it. They've got it. Fanatics. Make sure to check them out and use promo code FANSIDED. It'll save you 20% on shipping. Um, also, please subscribe to the podcast, Stacking the Box. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Stacking the Box, uh, where we will always upload every new podcast. We also, if you subscribe, everything goes automatically to all your Apple devices. Uh, and please leave a rating, leave a comment, let us know what you think. Hell, tweet at Hill and I. Uh, although right now, i got to tell you, if you tweet at me, there's a, there's a real good chance I'm not going to see it. So maybe email me. Because uh, right now, <laughs> my phone actually on the way home last night from the office, after the Houston report. I was getting notifications so fast that the phone froze and turned off. I actually thought it broke the phone. It was insane. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I, had the, I actually had the phone plugged into a charger, and it was still losing battery because it was just going and going. Go. So if, you, if, if in the last 24 hours or so you have tweeted me, and you're like, Vertigram's not answering me. My mother could have tweeted me an SOS. I would never know the difference. Fire up the Pony Express. That's right. Yeah, snail mail, baby. But yeah, so in any event, Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Check out everybody's work at Fansided, from mine to Josh, just everybody else. You're into sports entertainment. If it's your, if, if it's if it's something you're interested in, I guarantee you, Fanside has something on it, whether it be on Fanside.com or one of our 300 plus sites uh, around the network. So, for Josh Hill, I'm Matt Verdram. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week, which will be crazy free agency starting on Monday. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me, I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.